To me, that all points to the offense. And at 14, either going to get a tackle or you might get a guard that's, uh, you know, a future Pro Bowl or a guard at that position. Defensively, when you watch Quiddy Pay and what he does, uh, man, that guy fits what the Vikings do perfectly. What is going on, Vikings fans? Welcome to episode number 87 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. It's the defense, defense, defense free agency episode. And with that, we also have a member, an old member of the Vikings defense, Pete Bursich, joins the show. The current Vikings color analyst tells us all about the Vikings free agency where, yes, we did add defense, defense, defense. And he also tells us his opinions on mock drafts. And we're going to talk through some mock drafts later on in the show. With that, I bring in Vikings.com's Gabe Henderson, as well as producer Jay Nelson from Vikings.com. What is going on, guys? I'm excited to look through some mock drafts. I'm excited to hear from Pete Bursich. And, of course, talk through the latest acquisition, Gabe, of Nick Vigil, the linebacker who has some connections to the team and uh, brings a lot of, of the characteristics that Mike Zimmer's looking for in a linebacker to this defense. Yeah, and adding senior defensive assistant Paul Gunther to the mix, it, it makes it more meaningful now. Paul Gunther was Nick Vigil's defensive coordinator in Cincinnati, and now linking those guys back up together, um, I, I think it's going to be a, a match made in heaven. We know Eric Wilson is not here, so you know right now I feel like Nick Vigil is penciled in in that Will linebacker spot, but – Man, like you said, defense, defense, defense. The Vikings did that in free agency this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that will, will shape out, you know, once we start get going here after the draft. It's amazing because you have a Nick Vigil that rounds out the class when he officially signed with the team this week. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, he was in the building, signed his contract, met with the media. We're going to hear a clip from that in just a little bit. But, yeah, like Jay, like Jay named this episode, defense, defense, defense. You have Nick Vigil added, Patrick Peterson as a cornerback, Dalvin Tomlinson. You add the players who had all these injuries throughout the year and opted out, and a Michael Pierce, a Daniil Hunter, a Steven Weatherly who signs, a Mackenzie Alexander. I mean, it's just unbelievable the amount of defensive players that have been added to this side of the ball, Jay. Uh, that that is the topic for this episode three weeks from the draft when the Vikings come up with the number 14 pick I mean do you go offense at some point here like it's it no it's amazing that that Mike Zimmer has been able to add this many players the front office as well they've added a lot of talent to the defensive side of the ball yeah I think it just helps gives you some flexibility coming up here in the draft whenever you always hear Rick say he likes to take the best player available on his board there were a lot of questions last season, especially at the end of last season. You know, what's this defense going to look like? There were a lot of free agents that were available, or at least a lot of players that were potentially leaving. Um, we've resigned some players, but we've also went out and found some outside talent with some uh, seniority and some some veteran leadership to them. Um, this does provide then, if you do decide, you know, if they've already gone through and identified that the offensive side of the ball, especially in, in hot topic areas like offensive line, have a little bit more depth to them, you know, addressing some of these different positions that were definitely huge issues last season 
this now gives them the flexibility if they do decide that a DN, you know, an edge rusher on defense is somebody that they can jump on great. Um, but it also allows them to look at every other position that's on their board, knowing that they've addressed the, the, the big issue of the defense from last season that was as leaky and as poor as it was. So I just think uh, Zimmer probably wasn't too happy with the way everything went at the end of last year. He said it was probably his worst defense that he's ever had in his career. And um, the fact that we were as tight as we were against the cap and now we've made all of these moves on defense, I think it's 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 smart on all fronts. And I, as a fan, look forward to uh, – seeing now what this does, what kind of flexibility this gives for the draft and post-draft when they try to bring in other free agents that are still left out there that haven't been signed yet. Well, Zimmer is rejuvenated, as he said in his press conference. The defense is clearly clearly rejuvenated as well. Let's hear from the latest member of this Vikings defense, and it's Nick Vigil, who signed his contract at the TCO Performance Center on Tuesday. Hey, Nick, welcome to Minnesota. Um, I was just curious, I know you mentioned um, connecting with some of the coaches and whatnot, but just overall, what sort of appealed to you about being in Minnesota and being a part of Mike Zimmer's defense? Yeah, I mean, I mean, historically, since he's been here, they've been one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, they got a lot of really good players, you know, at linebacker on the D-line in the secondary, uh, you know, pro bowlers. And um, I played in the system under Paul Gunther when I was with the Bengals, so I'm very familiar with the system. Um, and yeah, so that's, a, you know, Really appealing to me. Yeah, Nick, I was kind of curious where do you where do you best fit into this uh, into this defense? Uh, you know, what do you envision your role being uh, on this defense? Yeah, I mean, uh, from the years I was playing in it, Paul Gunther, I played all all three of the positions. You know, so I think my versatility is something that can help the team out. Uh, you know, whatever they need or anything like that, along with special teams. You know, I played a lot of special teams throughout my career, so you know, I'm just whatever can help the team win, I'm good with. Nick, uh, you, you mentioned your familiarity with Paul Gunther and, and, and being involved in that type of defense. Where, why do you feel so comfortable in that defense? Like, why, where do your strengths kind of like come out of like, by playing in that system? Yeah, um, I mean, it's a defense where you play a lot of different coverages. Um, you got to be able to do, you know, quite a bit of different things. You got to be a smart player where you can think um, and diagnose, you know, very fast. And I think I do a good job of that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just the techniques, I think, is one of the biggest things in this defense. you got to be very technique sound um, because you do do a lot of different stuff. Um, and I think so that plays in my strengths in that aspect. Yeah, that's a super interesting just clip that you cut out there, Jay. Like, it seems like the Vikings front office and coaches that they've just kind of handpicked some of these players. They've, they they had these, these needs that, that they've been addressing over the past couple of weeks. They've been – Throwing it all out there on the whiteboard, as Coach Zimmer said. They're looking through. They need a linebacker in this spot. They need Xavier Xavier Woods in that second safety spot. They need Dalvin Tomlinson to help out with that run defense that clearly struggled last year. So, Gabe, when you hear a guy like Nick Vigil have these things in common with Paul Gunther, with the scheme, knowing where he fits, how, like – what is he going to bring? Like, is he the type of player that's going to start on this team at that linebacker position? Like I said before, I think he's penciled in for sure. He's been a starter at linebacker three out of the five years in his career. Uh, you you don't handpick a guy on the first day of free agency and expect him not to come in and make a contribution right away. Um, a lot of teams don't use – I mean, we run a 4-3, but – that will linebacker isn't always in the game at all times. So with Nick Vigil being that will linebacker, you can also use him on special teams. He can also be somebody that you can move around. You know, if somebody goes 
goes down or if, you know, Eric Kendricks or Anthony Barr is tired, hey, this guy, he has experience playing those positions. I, I think similar to what he said, you can pretty much plug and play him anywhere you, you want on the field of that linebacker spot. And I, I think he's he's only going to add value to this linebacker room because you still have young guys like Troy Dye who's still trying to get cut up to speed. And now, you know, a guy that's that, that has an outside perspective that's been on two different teams, he adds value. He adds, you know, clarity for a guy like Troy Dye who – who want I mean everybody is always looking for an outside opinion like how do they do this there how do they do this there and I, I think Nick Vigil does that I mean he, he has some you know the tangible parts but he also has the intangible parts of you know running a defense before in his career and I think um, w- with that said you, you have to at least pencil him in as a starter well we had Paul Gunther on the show a few weeks ago and he literally was talking about his relationship with Mike Zimmer that goes back to Cincinnati that the fact that he brought Nick Vigil into Cincinnati after Mike Zimmer left, well, Nick Vigil says that him and Paul Gunther, while they're working in Cincinnati, they're looking at tapes of Coach Mike Zimmer's defense. Like, that stood out to me, that this guy was literally being taught and, and studying Mike Zimmer's defense while with Paul Gunther in Cincinnati. So the ties are just, they go back years uh, bringing Nick, a guy like Nick Vigil to the Minnesota Vikings, but... One thing that stood out to me, Jay, was his love for bull riding, hunting, fishing, being an outdoorsman. I know uh, Gabe had said he's familiar with Vigil's yeah. brother, who he clearly has a great relationship with, but this guy seems like the absolute total perfect fit here in the Twin Cities, Jay. Yeah, that was just something we talked about a couple weeks ago when we were saying, you know, I wonder if these guys are outdoors guys or anything, if they like to fish or hunt or whatever, they'd fit right in. Yeah, I think Nick's going to be in a similar boat. He was actually asked that by one of the media members um, just about his days in Utah, and he talked about growing up riding bulls and kind of the fact that he and his brother are, are still raising horses and training horses and things like that. And he said he loves doing outdoors uh, activities. And so he's just like, yeah, you know, I look forward to getting to Minnesota and see if uh, there's any kind of outdoor activities that really stick and, and that he could have some fun with. I think if he's uh, able to come here and, and, you know, get some free time going on, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that are willing to take him out and show him around a little bit if he wants to do some outdoor stuff. So I know B-Rob was, was always a big uh, horse guy through his wife um, that she used to race and train horses and do barrel racing and stuff. And there were other people around here that would always take people out. And, and there's always some, uh, some local people here as well that are willing to do some guide service and stuff too. So I'm sure Nick Vigil will fit right in if that's the kind of stuff he decides to do in his free time when he's here in Minnesota. Yeah, well, one guy who I think would be great to show him around Minnesota would be former Vikings linebacker Pete Bursich, who clearly knows everything about the area. He knows everything about the position. He's studied Nick Vigil, uh, has a lot that he can teach him, so I'm excited for those two to meet. And when we bring up Pete Bursich, why not introduce him to the show? He is going to give us a breakdown of all the free agency moves as well as look forward to the NFL draft. Let's kick it over to our interview with Vikings color analyst Pete Bursich. All right, well, welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We're three weeks away from the Vikings' 14th overall pick in the NFL draft, so why not bring in color analyst Pete Bursich to come in, talk free agency, and talk about what's ahead with the Vikings in the draft. What's going on, Pete? Oh, not much. Just uh, getting ready for the, you know, the end of, you know, the end of April like everybody else and it's the time of year where we all get to play GM, right? Let's face it. That's what we love. 
you know, and, and you research the players. And what's what's amazing to me is trying to find information. You have to pay for it. And I'm thinking to myself, who pays for this information? I mean, really, who does? Who wants to know? Who's willing to pay money to find out who the second best offensive guard is in this draft? Hmm? Tell me that. Answer me that question. I think just about everybody's paying for Todd McShay's or Mel Kuyper's mock drafts at this point. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And and, um, I think right before COVID hit, we saw this thing just explode with the moving of it from city. It it almost became uh, as big as the playoffs. I really do. I think that people just absolutely love the draft. Um, the dollars speak that way. I mean, I know it's going to be a little different, I think this year, but um, you know, hopefully it'll get back to normal soon because it's a, it's a fun night. It wasn't as a player, but right now at this time in the stage of my career, it's a great night. I hear that. And I know you've been doing a ton of film work on a lot of the draft picks heading into this, this draft. We'll get into that a little bit later, but first I want to go back and talk about this free agency period for the Vikings. And you've been doing film reviews on just about every player and one stands out to you. We were talking before the show, the big man in the middle, Dalvin Tomlinson. I know you like what he brings uh, to a defense. So can you tell Vikings fans what you see when you look at his film and, and what he brings to the middle of this Vikings defensive line? Well, there's a couple things. Number one is, is his durability. Um, he, you know, he hasn't missed a game, I don't believe, his entire career. Um, but his skill set is also – is also pretty remarkable. Now the Giants had him at nose tackle for the most, you know, most of the time. Um, but he has an, he plays with an unbelievable pad level. Now you're saying, yeah, I know he's big. He's six something over 300 and something pounds, but you can't just be big. Uh, and he has unbelievable footwork. He's such a great athlete and his feet are so fluid and so good. Um, centers can get their head across his body, but he has, the feet who are, that are good enough and his hands are super strong. He plays with a great pad level. What that means is low man wins. It's kind of the old saying in, in football, uh, but his ability to press and push back an offensive lineman with just one hand, because he understands the pressure points. I think, you know, you, you, you put someone in that, in that defensive line room like that, um, you know, the heat, they're going to, they're just, they're just going to excel. And he, I think can be, so much better. I think he has so much room for improvement only because of those skills, because of the fact that he has that, those physical abilities, he can continue to get better and better and better. So um, I think the best football for him, you know, is ahead of him. And he's, he's just very, he's just, again, an unbelievable athlete, super strong, very hard to block him one-on-one. He, you know, you know, we all loved uh, Linval Joseph, I know he's not as big as Linval, uh, but I think he's every bit as strong, um, probably a little bit faster. Yeah, Andre Patterson has a pretty good history of taking a free agency guy from the New York Giants and pretty much hand-selecting him. I think that's, again, what he did with Dalvin Tomlinson, so you got to love that. But looking at the cornerback position, obviously the big name that the Vikings added to this roster was Patrick Peterson, and you're talking about a guy who literally made the Pro Bowl every single year for the first eight years of his career. I mean, for a guy to literally call up a general manager and be like, hey, this is this is Patrick Peterson's agent. He wants to come here on a one-year deal. Can you guys make it happen? Like, have you heard of that before? A player of this magnitude wanting to join a roster at this point in his career? Now you have to understand. 
uh, when Rick Spielman took that call, he's probably thinking to himself, am I the fourth or fifth team? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this guy's called and said that too. Um, but you watch, you know, you watch film on Patrick Peterson. Uh, again, he has only missed a handful of games his entire career. And that was only, that was because of off the field stuff. Um, but he is a corner that week in and week out played against the opposing team's number one wide receiver. And so you wonder, yeah, does he have any gas left in the tank? You know, why would a why would a you always ask yourself, why would a team uh, let a guy like him go? Why would they let a great player go? And I think, you know, you bring him here, it makes sense only because you have a young defensive backs room, you know, especially the cornerback position. So you're bringing in this guy here to hopefully add another level of intelligence, add another level of work ethic, show these young guys how to watch film, what they need to do, make them accountable. Um, you know, and he's not going to be on the field for every snap, right? You can you can rotate some guys in, keep them a little bit fresh, but he still has the tools and he still has the talent, but he's such a smart player. And that's what I love most about him on film was, um, you know, he had an interception against Cleveland, I think, two years ago. It's a situation where, you know, he's covering, he's, you know, he's, he's covering receiver and knows the route basically that they're running just by the formation and what's happening in front of them and able to, you know, jump in and intercept the football. So that kind of intelligence and awareness too is, is so huge. Um, but I think if, if they keep him, you know, on the field, just 80% of the time, he can play at a level um, that's very similar as, as the, you know, the Cardinals had seen I mean, he's going to be in, you know, he's going to have his Jersey retired out there. He'll be in their ring of honor probably because um, he has been that kind of an impact player. Yeah. And you have to love a guy with a chip on his shoulder that says he has some more gas left in the <laughs> tank and wants to come play for Mike Zimmer. Right. Um, and, yeah. and Corso, I think the, the one thing's the, the, those two guys that you just mentioned, that's what another thing I hope they bring to this defense yeah. is a chip on their shoulder, a little yeah. nastiness, you know, a little, that group, you know, that group had a rough year last year. So anybody that comes back, um, you know, they 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 need to turn, they need to just forget completely about how they went about their, yep. you know, the game day and how they acted. They they have to, you know, take this thing to the next level. I think Tomlinson and, and hopefully Patrick Peterson have that attitude. Yeah, they need to watch the film of Alvin Kamara uh, running up and down the field and say, that's not a Mike Zimmer defense. And I think that's what happened here in free agency. So a few more players. I The, the last players in free agency I want to touch on is Nick Vigil, who's a linebacker. That's your position. I want to hear what you've seen from him. And then also the safety, Xavier Woods, uh, from the Dallas Cowboys that was signed. He's a very interesting player, as you were saying uh, before the show. So tell us what, what those two guys bring to the defense. Um, Nick Vigil is, is an extremely athletic linebacker. He's fast enough to cover uh, running backs out of the backfield. Um, I think as a, as a coverage guy, a nickel player, he brings everything that you want. So if, if Anthony Barr or Kendricks, something were to happen to them and they couldn't play in third down, I think Nick Vigil can step up yep. and, and play, uh, play that position very, very well. Um, as a base linebacker, he'll be a you know he'll probably be a Sam. Um, he doesn't bring the you know big size and the huge physicality. I think that that position has in the past, but the game's you know the game is changing. Um, but very very good in coverage, and he's very very good in zone coverage as well. He understands what's going on around him and where he needs to fit. And you know um, in the in the in the film room segment with Nick Vigil, we show instances where he's 
you know, widening his zone when a runner, when the receiver in front of him is going to the flat, he understands that they're trying to bring a dig in behind him. And yep. those are the kinds of things that you, and you heard Zimmer say that about that linebacker position in the past, that we got some guys that just don't have the awareness that you need. Well, Vigil has this. So um, to be the starting Sam linebacker um, and to be a guy that could jump in on third down, I think he's going to, he's going to fill that, you know, fill that, uh, you know, that void, just absolutely perfectly. Now, Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods, watching film on him, he kind of, he's a sixth-round pick. Um, he reminds me, and I, and, I, and I almost don't want to say it, but I will, but he's kind of a, a poor man's Harrison Smith. And what do I mean wow. by that? Well, wow. he's, you know, he, he's, a, he's a good, versatile safety. Um he can do all those things. And you think about the position of safety. It's kind of like the position of tight end where you got to be a receiver and an offensive lineman, play both sides. You have to do a lot of different things. It takes a while to learn. Yeah. Xavier Woods does all of that. He plays in the box. He can play in the box. He's a good tackler. Um, he's disciplined in his zone drops. He can play the deep middle. He can play the deep half. He can play quarters. He can blitz. So he's very versatile. And I think in that other safety position, we've been missing a little bit of that. So that's what the that's the versatility our defense will have is you have two safeties now that can really do everything that you ask them because a lot of times it, if a team has a safety that doesn't blitz and you bring him down on the line of scrimmage the quarterback goes okay eh, he's dropping back it's come you know the blitz is coming from this direction you know so they, they figure that stuff out um, but with Woods and Harrison Smith together. I, you know, I really think you have two corners or two safeties, excuse me, that that, that can do everything you ask of them. Uh, and it's going to give, from a game planning standpoint, this de- the defensive coaching staff a lot of flexibility um, in, in get, being able to be creative with that position. Yeah, very interesting that you bring that up with Xavier Woods because clearly Mike Zimmer is looking for that sort of characteristic from that other safety position. We know Anthony Harris made all the big plays in the world, but maybe he wants someone who's really going to be able to do multiple things rather than have all those interceptions and lead the league in that category. And I think the the main thing are the big mental breakdowns in coverage. And we saw way too much of that last year. Um, you know, you, you assume that a veteran safety knows, you, you know, when you're in quarters, you have this. And, and when now with with the deep posts and the play actions and all these all the passing off and all these different things that safeties have to do with covering receivers down the field, um, you know, you have to be smart and um, you can't afford to mess up because if one guy messes, you know, a linebacker, that was a beauty playing linebacker. If you mess up, they move the chains. If you're a safety and you mess up. No one behind you. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a little bit more critical that those guys back there do not make mistakes. Absolutely. Well, you said everyone's a GM this time of year. I'm going to make Pete Bursich the GM of the Minnesota Vikings at, at this spot, number 14 overall. You're on the clock. What position are you going with? And maybe give us a name or two or maybe you're trading back i don't know you're the gm you well, tell me yeah i'm going to i'm going to trade back um <laughs> and get uh, four other first round picks for this year and then six first round picks right. for this year. see how easy that is bro <laughs> yeah, i mean it, it's it's brilliant right brilliant on my part you know you you've addressed the defense in the free agency market um you've brought in guys who 
yes, of course, they're veterans, they're free agents. But then again, you can have younger guys who are let go and you bring them in. But you bring back a guy like, you know, uh, you know, like Weatherly, uh, you bring back Mackenzie Alexander, the guys that have been in the system before. So you've, you, you definitely grew up on defense just by the people you brought in. You're not going to have eight defensive linemen starting this year that, uh, you know, had never, have never started before or guys that are just activated off practice squad. You're not looking to do those kinds of things. To me, that all points to the offense. And at, at 14, you are either going to get a tackle, which, you know, we could use, or you might get a guard that's, uh, you know, a future pro bowl or a guard at that position, you would hope. Um, defensively at that position, corner maybe, or defensive end, uh, I think of the film that I've seen, the guys that I've watched, I think Quiddy Pay from Michigan would be the only yep. guy that that would fit that category. I mean, um, you know, you mentioned Andre Patterson before, and you watch Quiddy Pay and what he does. Um, man, that guy fits what the Vikings do perfectly. I mean, just from a technique standpoint, size standpoint, um, he's he. You know, he. I think he has a lot of upside just in the technique alone, but. Boy, he is the speed and, you know, the, the way he can dip his hips and get around the edges of guys. He does – he flashes uh, things on film that, uh, you know, that, that can't be taught. But if you have those skills, a guy like Patterson can can develop them. Oh, just – so I would be super excited with a guy like – with a guy like Quiddy Pay. Last question for me. If one of those big-time wide receivers is available at number 14, a Devontae Smith has been thrown around in some mock drafts from Alabama, do you go offense with that flashy position like last year? I mean, that I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I love the flashy free agency moves that were made. <laughs> Would you ever go with a wide receiver early in this draft? Well, it, you know, we, we, we seem to, to draft – an unbelievable receiver in the first round about every 22 years, you know, you go back 22 <laughs> we had one last. Moss, you know, and, and so, and I forget the I forget the receiver's name from the 22 years before Randy. Um, but he was, I think he was rookie of the year or almost rookie of the year. Um, so we've got about 20, 21 years to go before we, you know, need to do that again. Uh, you know, so in that, if that's the case, that's a perfect, I think, spot where you want to trade down a slot or two. And if you have someone identified and pegged that maybe you can get some more equity later in the draft. Um, Cause depending on, you know, there's a lot of guys who are probably going to be backups that are still on the market right now, whether or not you can bring, you know, whether or not you need to bring those guys back, you know, you need depth. Uh, you know, I think it's at certain positions, um, you know, especially offensive line. I mean, you, you know, so, it'd be a good chance. I think if you're staring a receiver <laughs> in the face at that position to just, you know, to just trade down. So Pete is going O line or someone on the defensive side of the ball from a corner or a defensive. You either line. draft for size or speed in that position at 14 in the first round, you either get yourself a tackle or a defensive end guys that play on the edges. Yep. You know, the, the further you are away from the football, the harder it is physically, but the easier it is, I think mentally. Right. So you, you need someone that plays either on the edge of the offense or the edge of the defense. This was your interview to be an NFL GM. I think you passed the test. I'm I'm I would go with exactly what you said there 
as well. So, Pete, I appreciate it. I look forward to watching all of your film reviews on all of these college prospects going into the draft. They will be on Vikings.com, all the Vikings platforms. And thanks again for joining us, Pete. We look forward to the number 14 overall pick in just a few weeks. Thank you. All right, well, thanks to Pete Bursich. I, I literally, we had a history lesson with Pete today because every time I talk to Pete Bursich, I learn something new about the game of football, and it's just been awesome to to have him around the building, and we continue to look to do more with him um, with all Vikings content. Gabe, I know you literally have been going through college film with Pete and breaking down some of the players that you guys love the most. I, I mean, that's is he not the best guy to talk X's and O's with? Yeah, and that's the reason why he's the the color commentary guy on KF, on the number one sports radio show in America uh, during Vikings games with Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. Um, Pete Burstage is a, a genius when it comes to understanding the game. He played it, and that's no slap to Ben Lieber, who is also phenomenal at his job. I mean, those, those two guys – like we're lucky to have him. Like let's be real, we're lucky to have those two great defensive minds uh, working with the Vikings. But yeah, Pete Bursich, I, I tell him all the time. Like I can literally talk to you for an hour about one position and and not be a not not be a dull moment. His his brain, how it works, and how he understands schemes and coverages. People need to hear that. Put it that way. One of the coolest things with Pete is the fact that he's a legacy. Like his father played for the Dallas Cowboys. He grew up in the NFL world. Uh, went to Notre Dame and, you know, played, coached, and now he's doing analysis. Like he has been around this game his entire life. And so when he, when he kind of looks at different things and analyzes things, there's so many years of, I guess, reference that he can pull from that makes it so interesting. So yeah, it's a lot of fun just to pick his brain once in a while and be able to sit down with him. And it's really awesome that he was willing to help us out here today. Well, since we're talking about how much we love Pete and all of his in-depth analysis, we're going to move forward to the segment that he actually hates the most. And that is the mock drafts that Jay has pulled here from all over the internet. Uh, That's literally the biggest pet peeve of Pete Bursich is looking at mock drafts and picking players in certain spots, but we're going to do it anyway because it's three weeks until the NFL draft. Like it is just one of the most exciting times of the year. We recapped all free agency. It doesn't seem like there's much left for the Vikings to do from a free agency perspective, which means all eyes turn to what player the, the Vikings will take with the number 14 overall pick. And looking at pro football talk, they pick the exact same player that Pete Bursich just picked, and that's defensive edge rusher Quiddy Pay out of the University of Michigan, Gabe. And I know you've studied this guy in and out, uh, looking at his film, seeing what, what he can do as a pass rusher, a 6'4", 272-pound pass rusher. He's also a senior, so he's been around the block a little bit. What do you see from Quiddy Pay and and do you like this pick for the Vikings that Pro Football Talk has uh, at the number 14 overall pick? Man, if Quiddy Pay can fall to us at 14, like that's probably the, the pick of the draft. Like he he's a plug and play type of guy. Uh, 6'4", 272, uh runs a 457. Um I know, you know, we we all work for the team, so we can't really speculate much, but when, when I first watched his film, and this is just me talking, the the organization probably doesn't represent this, but he was when I watched the film 
the first thing I wrote was he is the most pro-ready defensive end in this draft. And Pete Burchard would would I, I know he would he would agree with that. Like what he does on film, his knee bend, his punch off the line, his hips, like it is second to none. And okay, you can go back and look at the stats and say, well, this guy only had two sacks in 2020, only six and a half sacks in 2019. Well, we got a guy named Daniel Hunter on our team who only had four and a half sacks in his career at LSU. Now he's the youngest player in NFL history to get 50 sacks. And I think he's still third in his draft class in sacks. And Daniel Hunter didn't even play last year. Like, put Quiddy Pay on the other side of Daniel Hunter or whoever be at DN for the Vikings. Like, this is a top 15 sack defense. And that's with Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson uh, as a defensive tackle. Like, this, like he, he ultimately makes this defense better immediately week one uh, from the jump. I mean, if, if he's going to be that type of impact player, I have a hard time believing that Mike Zimmer will pass on him if he's available at the number 14 overall pick. I know that pass rushing was probably the biggest, I don't know, I, I don't want to call it a weakness, but it was the spot that we were missing the most last year when you don't have a Daniil Hunter. You don't have the Everson Griffin of years past. And obviously, Stephen Weatherly was away uh, with the Carolina Panthers. So uh, when you when you – Talk about a Mike Zimmer defense. It all starts with that pass rusher, and that's exactly what ja- Daniel Jeremiah has us doing with the number 14 overall pick as well. It's Jalen Phillips, defensive end at the University of Miami. I know this guy is a big-bodied pass rusher. He's tall. He's lean. He's the exact body type that I know Mike Zimmer looks for in a defensive end, Jay, and I'm pretty sure – his tape is is kind of similar to what you'll see in the Big Ten in Quiddy Pay. This is just in the ACC at the University of Miami. Yeah, and prior to that, he was at the Pac-12 for two years. He originally started at UCLA and through 2017 to 2019. He's that six foot five, 266 pound defensive edge rusher. I mean, who does that sound like at this point? Uh, you know, your Daniel Hunter types. I, I guess what you're seeing here is you're seeing Daniel Hunter. Ask body types are the ones that everyone's going after now. Guys that are ridiculously quick, super long. And um, for a guy like Jalen Phillips, who just wreaked havoc when he was playing at Miami, um, you know, it was kind of fun to watch some of his tape earlier too. And I think either one of these guys, Jalen Phillips or, or Quiddy Pay, like you guys said, if you plug him in on, on day one, at least in camp, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes being uh, opened just to think about what could happen with this defensive line, given what happened last season. So either one of these guys, I think would be a home run for this Vikings defense. We discussed all of the defensive players that were added in free agency. Clearly these experts think that Mike Zimmer is going to double down along with Rick Spielman and the Vikings front office with that first pick in the first round. But looking at another website, it's cbssports.com. They do a bunch of mock drafts. They have a bunch of different experts uh, who all give their picks at the position. Three of four actually go with the offensive line, which many experts out there have identified as a need for your Vikings. Um, Ryan Wilson goes with Christian Darasaw, the old lineman from Virginia Tech. I know he's a big-bodied player, um, definitely one that can fit that left tackle Uh, type of spot which is obviously a need for the Vikings as well Josh Edwards goes with Elijah Vera Tucker the old lineman out of USC another tackle as well as Pete Prisco who goes with a guy that I really like Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern a big time tackle as well when you look at some of these guys at that at that spot 
I mean, I know Rashawn. I, I I love the Big Ten lineman, uh, wh- whether it's a stereotype or whatever you want to call it, Jay. Uh, I I love going Big Ten in this spot for some reason. Uh, I think that's because uh, over all these years, the Big Ten's always been kind of the road grader team that's always had uh, okay quarterback play, but some pretty good running backs. And so I just think you get some of these beefy farm boys that are still out there from all over the place. But I I, I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of hype going on with Rashawn Slater at Northwestern. There were a lot of people, especially in this area, that talked about him and, and were looking at him. Um, and then you saw Shaw and then uh, Penny Sewell, those guys – all of those guys, the the talk right now, it's kind of weird because at first everyone was like offensive line, offensive line, offensive line for the Vikings. Now it's kind of switching to D-edge. And with some of the trades that have happened in the league, people are starting to speculate now that if you know some of those, those quarterbacks that we thought were going to go early and cannibalize up for some of those teams and would drop some of these different position groups to us, now that teams have been making moves and trading quarterbacks and stuff like that for the last two weeks, People are starting to say, eh, you know, some of those top tier positions, especially at the offensive line, might get gobbled up a lot sooner than we'd want them to. So I'm, I am curious to see, you know, if there's going to be any more movement here in the next two weeks. There was discussion about the Falcons being the four pick, um, being willing to move out. But I, I, for me, I'm hoping that some of these big body offensive linemen, if a quitty pay is gone, are able to drop to us, and that would make our decisions a heck of a lot easier. Well, there's a big-time write-up on Christian Darisaw on Pro Football Focus. Their latest mock draft has us going with him out of Virginia Tech. So um, just looking looking at what they have here, he's a 6'5", 314-pound frame. I'd say that's left tackle-esque. The 16th-ranked player on PFF's big board broke out in 2020. Um, an elite 95.6 overall grade, which is a very respectable slate for them against the ACC pass rushers that he had to go against. Gabe, I, I don't know. I think this guy might fit as well. I, I know he was picked um, by one of the one of the guys over at CBS Sports, but when I see 6'5", 314 pounds, I think that, that is the kind of fit that Mike Zimmer is looking for on this offensive line. Yep, somebody that's big, strong, long arms, and stays under his feet. And the good thing about Christian Darisaw, he played in a similar offense at Virginia Tech, so the learning curve won't be as as major, as big as a guy like uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, who you know played more than more in a spread. I, I think this guy, Christian Darisaw, he, he, I feel like he's underrated. Put it that way. Um, but if he's available, which I think he will be, because you still got your Panay Seals, your Rashawn Slaters, who I think will be in the top ten, uh, I think Christian Darisaw is is a guy that can you know come in and plug and play immediately. We know that left tackle spot is open, and we know that is. I mean, according to Clint Kubiak, left tackle is the hardest spot to play in the NFL. So there's going to be a lot expected from him. But I I think you know if they slide him in that spot with his size, he fits. Now it's just figuring out how does he mesh against other defensive ends, and I think he'll be. I think he'll be fine. Kirk may have to get the ball out of his hands a little quick, but I, I think he will be fine. Well, this is the league of the pass rusher, that's for sure, and all of the experts have us either going with a pass rusher or the guys who protect the quarterback from the pass rusher. So clearly, that is an area that we want to either protect against or add to. I think that that will certainly be um, – both of those positions will be picked pretty early in the draft, whether it's with the first-round pick, third-round pick. Obviously, we have a ton of fourth-round picks as well. So we'll have to see 
what happens on draft night. Obviously, the trade back could be a big-time scenario. As we know, the Vikings don't have their second-round pick this year. They made that trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars for Unique Ngakwe, so they do not have that pick. We'll see if they're able to make a trade and accumulate that pick. We know what Rick Spielman does on draft night. He is always finding ways to accumulate picks, especially early on in the draft. So, guys, I think that's just about that. That'll just about do it for this episode of the podcast. But um, any final thoughts, Jay? Before we go, we just talk about every single week that that this thing's getting closer and closer weekly. Um, again, with the mock drafts, it's always the kind of the blowing in the wind and shifting of seeing what's happening, and it is a lot of fun seeing as of now those two and three draft picks already being traded, the fourth one up for grabs. And just to think about the fact that you're getting this much movement already three weeks out, what's it going to be like on draft night itself, especially there was a lot of trades that happened last year and uh, it's kind of shaping up that it might be in a similar boat this year too. So yeah, pay attention, keep it, keep up on it. Even though Pete doesn't like the mock drafts, it's kind of fun to pay attention and do a bunch of uh, film study and reading here for the next couple of weeks and get ready for it. Cause it's, it's always one of my favorite times of year. Gabe. Yeah. Jay hit on, on everything like that. I mean, it's going to be a, a very interesting, exciting couple of weeks. And even though these mock drafts are just mocks, I feel like people forget that they, they think that, okay, the Vikings are going to select this player. Um, but these, these mock drafts are great, but I think the big thing now is just figuring out how do certain players fit within a certain scheme. Like it, it sounds great on paper, but if they don't fit within the scheme, that's probably the main reason why a certain team doesn't draft a player. And I'm excited. We know we know that there's a, there are a few holes for the Vikings to to address in the draft. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what they do, where they go, will they move up, will they move back. Um, of course, I know you love this time of the year because there's so many unknowns, and I feel like you, you thrive off of unknowns and and figure trying to figure it out. I love it, man. I love discussing just about anything from who's going to start at the second safety position to are we going to go O-line with the first pick or are we going to go defensive line? I mean, I, I mean, even just asking Pete Bursich to describe Dalvin Tomlinson and how he fits in the middle of this Vikings defensive line and if he's a three technique or a nose tackle. Like, this is my favorite time of the year, the most anticipation. Obviously, we didn't expect the Vikings to be able to add this many players in a weird, weird year in free agency. So, uh, very exciting time for the Vikings. Very exciting time for Vikings fans to check out everything on Vikings.com. Vikings.com's Lindsey Young is working on the Getting Open series that we've been covering just about all all offseason on the Vikings platforms, uh, covering all mental health challenges that are going on around the organization. The newest episode features the Thielens, Adam Thielen and his wife, Caitlin Thielen, uh, who talk about mental health challenges around their foundation and what they're doing to help the cause. So really cool content there. Go check out that piece on Vikings.com. But that'll do it. As we said, we are three weeks away from the NFL Draft. We will be covering every aspect of the draft heading up to the big event. For Vikings.com's Jay Nelson, Gabe Henderson, and of course our friend Pete Bursich, this was episode 87 of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We will see you next week.